0: Welcome
1: in to another edition of the PHNX D Bats Podcast. Right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHMX. This is your vice mayor and your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse and we're going to look at some rankings of yes. MLB players, right? Or MLB Network's rankings and where the Diamondbacks players land. Is this going to make me angry? Um, I actually don't think this one's gonna get you that angry. I don't believe you. I don't believe you one bit, Damon. Damon, I need the jar. Give me the jar. <laughs> can you? Can you? Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's good. All right, let's get the swear jar Salt out of here catch. now. <laughs> Add some cash because, of course, we're going to talk about Corbin Carroll and where he's ranked. And let's see if you are right about making me angry or not. Um, I got a lot of uh, uh expletives that I want to like blurt out, but yeah, uh, we'll, let's we'll,
2: we'll see. I, I actually, I think the fact that the Diamondbacks were just in the World Series had had an impact in lists like these. I, I'm seeing Diamondbacks players higher than I feel like I would have had the team not gotten so much national attention. Yeah, for, just the exposure you know, and seeing yeah.
1: them and now knowing who they are. The Arizona is just guilty of that. We tend to have some good players, you know, we 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 suffered through the Paul Goldschmidt years where we all knew how magical he was, but it felt like it took a while for the rest of the baseball world to kind of catch on with him. uh, Corbin Carroll, of course, uh, is is our favorite, favorite son. And uh, we want to see how he stacks up. Let's take a look at where the MLB network ranked Corbin Carroll amongst MLB right fielders. Uh, Fourth overall. Wow, You were right. I am not mad about that. I mean, I am not going to yell curse words about that. That's pretty good, actually.
2: It is pretty good. Uh, Ronald Acuna, they have number one. Kyle Tucker, number two. Juan Soto, number three. And then it's Carroll, and then uh Fernando Tatís, they have at number 5, then it's Seiya Suzuki, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, Adolis Garcia, uh and then Josh Lowe uh rounding out the list. So, yeah, is that the I, best top 5
3: of any position in baseball?
2: It's a pretty formidable. That's a pretty good. That's crazy top, pretty five.
1: formidable. Yeah. Tatís is the 5th best? Yeah. That's a little wild right there.
2: I think the only debate to be had here, like I I don't think you can put Corbin Carroll above Juan Soto or Ronald Acuña. I I think we can all kind of agree on that, sure. at least not at this stage. I mean, you know, Corbin is still obviously very young and, and it's certainly possible that he's able to continue to get better. And maybe we do rank Corbin Carroll above those guys not too long from now. But for right now, Acuna and Soto are clearly in front of him in my mind. I do think Kyle Tucker and Corbin Carroll, uh, at least in 2023, they were they were quite comparable. If we look at uh, the numbers that those two guys posted during the 2023 season, uh, we actually have more F-War uh, for Corbin Carroll here. Carroll slash four. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, Carroll slash 285, 362, 506. Tucker slash 284, 369, 517. <laughs> uh, so Tucker had a little bit, uh, slightly higher OPS. Uh, his OPS plus is a little
1: higher too. I think it's 142 to 134. Jesse, um, this is this is Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man meme right here is basically <laughs> what it is. They're I mean, very, they are very similar. 100, 112 RBI, substantially more there. But what's interesting is that Corbin Carroll had the higher war here when it comes to fan graphics ranking them and i mean one thing that we don't have here on the stat sheet is is what corbin carroll did on the base path in his stolen bases versus tucker but uh kyle is a is he a better defender than corbin carroll i mean does that factor in here i don't
2: think so yeah. i think he has a better arm than corbin carroll uh, which is not saying a whole lot necessarily right. Corbin Corbin's arm did not grade out well in 2023 uh, but yeah Kyle Tucker does not his his range on out on uh, outs above average over at statcast was well below average I think in like the tenth percentile uh, so yeah Corbin I think has more defensive value and also has substantially more base running value, even though Kyle Tucker is a very good base runner in his own right. Sure. Uh, Tucker uh, had 30 stolen bases this past year compared to 54 for Corbin yeah, Carroll. It's hard to
1: compare to that. The, the yeah. 25-54 season for Corbin Carroll is just crazy it's pretty for, insane. for a rookie, right? But yeah. um, again, there's there, there, there are a lot of positives there. And again, like you said, Kyle Tucker, probably the guy on that list that's comparable to Carroll, um, that you might have some sort of argument about whether or not Corbin Carroll should be ranked above him. Uh, but when you talk about his arm and and kind of his play in right field, I think that's the part that really surprises me that Carroll is ranked so high amongst these right fielders in this situation. Sure. And again, it's not his defense; it's it's just watching him play as we have. We've seen how you know some there. There's a lot of arms that are much better than Corbin Carroll's as far as outfielders go.
2: Yeah, right field is never going to be a great position for Corbin Carroll, and we we spent a lot of time talking about this when the team brought Lourdes Gurriel Jr. back, because you know that Lourdes is is going to play left field most of the time, uh, which means Corbin is probably going to play right field most of the time, which was never an ideal arrangement but yeah I mean you know Corbin and right field is still you know possibly the greatest base runner in baseball he's still sure. you know still has defensive range that has uh, some real value and obviously has shown himself to be a pretty good hitter as well so yeah from a pure hitting standpoint I think Kyle Tucker is is probably the, the better hitter um, but Corbin just brings so much in in so many ways and you know Tucker is still a very good base runner as I said before but uh, no one's as valuable of a base runner as as uh, as Corbin Carroll was in twenty twenty
1: three. This might be another situation like when we were talking about Zach Gallon being ranked so high, where like I again looking at this list, I was ready to be angry, and yet somehow now I'm kind of wondering if at four he's a bit overrated. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, like no, it's 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 not the like if you've seen Corbin Carroll play, I understand having him ranked so high, and like Jesse said earlier, the postseason run it's probably a big reason why he's ranked where he is right now totally. because people got to see what an exceptional player he was uh, at times during the playoffs and you know understand that this kid is a rookie and doing what he did to become a superstar for this team in one season uh, was was incredible. Uh, hopefully he can follow that up and and continue to be the fourth best right fielder in baseball in 2024 because if he can it's a very exciting that's a very exciting year ahead for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Another guy though that uh of course had himself a great playoff run was Cattell Marte, and Cattell, uh, in the past, has kind of been snubbed a bit as far as you know his recognition. Obviously, part of that was you know he got moved to center field. He kind of has not hasn't been the best defender at second base at times. Has gone through some injuries, but uh, let's take a look where MLB Network has ranked Cattell Marte. They have Cattell fifth for second baseman. Oh, Jesse, I'm, I'm really not getting mad about this. No. <laughs> Corbin Carroll, Cattell, Marte, both in the top five in their respective categories. I am with it. MLB Network, you you make me happy. Brought a smile to my face.
2: Yeah. The, I mean, pretty hard to pretty hard to complain about, again, if you're a Diamondbacks fan. Uh, I mean, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Marcus Semien, I think those guys, you can't really make a, a case for Catella above any of those guys at this point. They have Luis Arise at number four uh, in front of Cattell at number five, I guess. Uh, Arise and, and Cattell, you you could maybe have a, a conversation there. Sure. Uh, Arise was certainly better offensively in 2023 than he's been in years past, but I mean he also hit 354 uh, and you know still had an 861 OPS and finished eighth in MVP voting. So uh, you know I, I don't think there's a clear case that Cattell should be should be above Luis Arise by any stretch of the imagination. So. Yeah, it's it's uh Cattell did not get snubbed on this list. And I, I don't think Corbin got snubbed on on his list either. Like I said earlier, Diamondbacks players, uh, I guess, um, especially with Cattell, the fact that he was the NLCS MVP. Uh, he did some big things for the Diamondbacks in the postseason. And a lot of people were able to see that.
1: Yeah. And uh, fans also feel that same way because we also have here uh, the the fan list for their top Uh, second baseman and Cattell Marte doesn't move too much. He's still there at seventh, which again, uh, this doesn't, that doesn't upset me because uh, again, Cattell isn't really a household name that many people, you know, know of and think of when they think of the best second baseman in the league, but had a chance to prove that he was not only a great second baseman, but most importantly, an offensive force with setting that record in, in the playoffs last year.
2: Yeah, this uh, this list is interesting. Uh, as you said, these are, these are uh, fans. I guess they they submit uh, some sort of poll or something. Um, of so,
1: course, Bryson Stott snuck in
2: Yeah, there. so they have two guys who snuck in ahead of Cattell in addition to who was there before. Ozzie Albies comes in at number four on Ozzie this list. What? And then Bryson Stott at number six. Uh, Ozzie Albies we'll get to in a second. I actually think that's a, a really interesting comparison. It was egregious to me that Ozzie Albies was left off uh, the, M- the official MLB yeah. network list. I yeah. don't know how that happened. Yeah. Uh, but Bryson Stott, I mean, he did have a really good uh, a really good uh, first full season with the Phillies. I, I like Bryson Stott. I think he's a, I think he's a good player. He's a good base runner, good defender. Um, but Bryson Stott is not the hitter that Cattell Marte no. is. And I and I no, think if not. you if you asked all thirty managers right now whether they'd rather have Bryson Stott or Cattell Marte, uh, you know maybe long term. I mean Bryson Stott's still young. Uh, you know maybe you maybe you'd want him in five years more than you'd want Cattell. But right now I think I think you pretty clearly would want Cattell out of those two guys.
1: I think the important thing here is that Bryson Stop made me hate that goddamn motherfucking song. I I love that song. There it is. I I had to get one in there before we got through this segment, but um, I hate that song. I am not not A-OK.
2: I have a recording of that, Derek, on my phone that I took from the press box at Citizens Bank Park. And don't even talk do you listen it, to it it's, every it's, once in a while just to make you I happy? A hundred percent do. I knew you did. It, it's one of the most electric recordings that I have of anything on my phone. <laughs> I mean, frankly, most <laughs> most recordings on my phone are, are you know, interviews from four I was months ago. Say, clips um, of the show probably. Yeah. Well these are just audio these are just audio clips. Oh, yeah. Uh but uh but yeah, it uh it, it was a, a real it was a surreal experience being there in person for oh, that. Uh, Phillies fans go absolutely berserk, and I I enjoyed every second. Uh, but yes, barring his ability to choose the uh, one of the more iconic walk up songs in the sport, I, I don't think that puts Bryson Stott at number six on, we on can this agree, list. Uh, we can agree on. We that. We can agree on that. Yes, uh, but
1: you were right about Ozzy Albie's being left off of MLB Network's list. Which again, MLB Network, you're supposed to know ball, right? Uh, let's take a look <laughs> at Ozzy Albie's stats. Uh, compared to Katel Marte stats from 2023.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think uh I, they're pretty close, right? They're, they're again,
1: they're spider Spider Man memes pointing at each other.
2: Yeah, they're pretty close, which is why I don't understand how MLB Network has Cattell at number five and Ozzy didn't even make the list. Didn't even make the list. Uh, uh the fan list on the other hand had Ozzy Albi several spots ahead of Cattell, which I think this also would say that's probably a little bit too high on on Ozzy Albi's. Uh, but yeah, Albi slash two eighty three thirty six five thirteen. In 2023, Cattell, 276, 354, 485. Uh, Albies had 33 homers compared to Cattell's 25. Wins above replacement on fan graphs to pretty much neck and neck, 4.2 for Cattell compared to four even for Ozzy Albies. So, uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting comparison. Uh, These two guys both had really good 2023 seasons. If you back it up 2019 to 2023, Uh, Albies and Marte have had almost the exact same number of plate appearances. Uh, Marte has a 129 OPS plus over the last five seasons compared to 112 for Ozzy Albies. Uh, Their wins above replacement, though, are almost identical. 14.8 for Cattell compared to 14.1 for Ozzy Albies. So, yeah, I I think the I think wherever Cattell is, Ozzy Albies should should probably be right
1: around in in the same place. Yeah, similar to what we said with Corbin Carroll and Kyle Tucker. It's just hard to, um, you know, it, it's hard to look at the stats from last year. Now, obviously, part of this, too, is probably their projections for 2024 as far as where they're ranked here going into the season, yeah. and not necessarily just what they did last year. And you also know Jesse is very much a guy who will ruin your day with talking about peripherals and how the numbers are lying to you because this guy is, you know, had a better year. I'll make your day talking (laughs) about peripherals, Derek. Come on now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but of course, uh, that actually made my day very much because I'm excited to not. I was expecting to get like I was expecting to rage and I've been trying not to rage as much. And yeah, putting Diamondbacks in the top five of, of Major League Baseball positions definitely helps me. Uh, not rage, of course, but
2: do you do you remember just real quick? Do you remember? I think when we started this show, right, it was late 2021 could uh, tell was hurt for a significant portion of the 2021 season, but his numbers were really good. Yep. And then coming into 2022, I remember looking at these lists and I remember Cattell being like second or was he first? There was he a time where he, he might have been first. Like first. yeah. I yeah. remember having a conversation <laughs> on this show entering the 2022 season when the Diamondbacks had reached like their lowest point in franchise history. And we were talking about MLB Network claiming that Cattell Marte was like the best second baseman in baseball. Uh, and, and I mean, he absolutely had, you know, he had a good 2021 season. Uh, he was good when healthy, but he also, you know, hadn't been quite as good in 2020. And uh, it just seemed a little bit (laughs) bullish at the time. It did. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy that for as low as the Diamondbacks were at that point, they somehow were still Catel Marte was still uh, still getting respect back then.
1: Well, if you are not a PHNX diehard yet, I have some tantalizing information that may make you change that because we are going to be having some exclusive diehard content here coming to our Discord lounge, including tonight at 7 p.m. I will be holding the first ever PHNX city council meeting. <laughs> I am. I'm going to solve your problems because as a mayor, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm supposed to fix problems. So uh, come tonight, bring your your biggest problems that you have in life and let my terrible <laughs> advice uh, fix everything for you. But uh, there's all sorts of fun stuff like that that's coming to our diehard channel, including our new game show uh, called Squeeze Play, where we're going to have three of you as contestants and uh, there might be a PHNX Locker shirt on the line for the winner uh, of those episodes of that show. So uh, if you haven't signed up yet, make sure to sign up today over at GoPHNX.com. You'll get all of our content. You get all of Jesse's exclusive content. You get access, uh, again, to the Discord lounge. You get a free shirt upon signing up from the PHNX Locker and so much more, including uh, discounts with our partners and discounts on our events, like our takeover of Chase Field that it will be happening in July, where we will all be out at the pool Uh, I will be in my finest swimwear, and uh, Jesse will be lifeguarding, of course, because that's what he does (laughs) out there, so make sure not to miss out on that. Another thing not to miss out on, of course, is Illegal Pete's, where you will find Damon. Someone asked earlier who's behind the MAC. Yeah, it's Damon. Damon is on the ones and twos, uh, but when he's not here working, which is most of his life, every single day, every minute of his day, he's at Illegal Pete's. That's the only other place he lives. He goes by his house to sleep and that's even very brief. At I'm times. pretty
2: sure this is... Like quite literally true. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I think mean, like, Damon no, is, yeah. no, is either at the office, at home, or
1: I, at illegal feeds. No, pretty <laughs> much. People, people think stuff I say on this show is a bit. Like they're all ha ha, Derek. That was funny. <laughs> that you made that up. I don't make anything up. Everything <laughs> I, I say is true. You make some things up. I you, don't make but this it. is not nothing one about of the things. Nothing that you're about Jesse up. being AI was made up at all, and <laughs> nothing about Damon spending all of his time at illegal feeds when he's free is a lie. But I, I actually went to the head coach press conference
3: for U of A yesterday, and on my way. back. Back up to Phoenix. I stopped at Illegal Pete's and got that a burrito boy. for the road. Yeah, that's a, it's a road, road burrito. <laughs> road burritos are the it's best. Nice. <laughs> I mean, what other food travels that well? Am I right? Anyway, I said uh, give me a give me one of those bowls. Yeah, so I can like if anything slops, and yeah. they gave me one, and uh, it was perfect. And I was just sitting there in my car. Yeah, that's, it was, a, just a that's a great pro up. move.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a pro move right there. But uh, you can figure out your own pro moves at Illegal Pete's, including the reverse nachos, which by the way, I still have to try. Have not tried, but considering Sean would not stop talking about them, check check out the reverse nachos and everything else illegal pete's has to offer including the strongest margaritas in arizona Uh, you can check out their full menu of bowls tacos salads burritos and more Uh, and you can ring in the new year with illegal pete's weekly deals kick the monday blues with three dollar margaritas all day long or ease your way back into the week with two dollar tacos every tuesday i think elise said yesterday that she got the two dollar tacos uh or you know again that's it's it's the best deal that you can get in town on on tacos if you work in healthcare or education you can take your team to Lunch at Legal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy. Buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. No no road margaritas. No, so yeah, no road margaritas. You're on, right. Mama. You're right, Karen. Uh, no, no road margaritas are allowed. But a big ski to you, a ski to you all. Glad you guys are here. Uh, of course, someone else uh, earlier asked if I had had my OGs for the day. I have not. I have not had my OGs today. <laughs> I can feel my weed wearing off, and it's not great. But uh, OGs has launched two new products made with live rosin and Rick Simpson oil. Uh, for you to check out, they're OGs natural. And the big OGs, I'm not going to defend the big OGs anymore, uh, or at least my usage of it. Right, The big OGs is 100-milligram is single OG. Now, is it perforated? Yes. Is it one single gummy? Yes, that's also true. So you can take from there uh, how you want to use it whether you want to perforate it or eat it as one piece Uh, but if you're a vegan you can also check out their ogs naturals uh, which is a vegan gummy made with live rosin and available in a sweet clementine flavor so do not miss out on everything ogs has to offer to learn more about ogs gummies and where you can find them head on over to ogsbrands.com well we do know that the arizona diamondbacks have the current reigning national league rookie of the year there's no doubt about that it's corbin carroll Give him his crown, give him his scepter. But could the Diamondbacks potentially have back-to-back National League rookies of the year? Don't know about that, but we will say that Jordan Lawler is still getting some hype around him. There's still a lot of excitement around him, and he is, in fact, the only Diamondback prospect on the top 100 prospects list for Baseball America Uh, Jesse, their blurb says Lawler hit the ball harder in 2023 and cleaned up his defensive play at shortstop leading to a September call up. He produced a 966 OPS in his final 70 minor league games and has a chance to bring his power speed mix to MLB in 2024 as one of the game's youngest regulars. What are your thoughts on the fact that he not only is being, uh, is on this list, but I guess on the flip side more negative side, what are are your thoughts about the farm system, considering that Lawler is the only uh, prospect now on the top 100 prospects list?
2: Yeah, it's a pretty big change. I mean, just about a year ago, we were talking about the Diamondbacks having four of the top 25 prospects in in baseball, potentially. I think five Uh, in the top 100, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think Baseball America was still counting Gabriel Moreno as a prospect. Uh, So so the D-backs had Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler, Gabby Moreno, and Drew Jones, who was still very highly ranked at the time. Uh, So yeah, this is a big change from last year. Drew Jones, of course, uh, not on the top 100 list for Baseball America. It'll be interesting to see if he cracks that list for MLB Pipeline when they release their new list soon. Um, I'm not totally surprised by that. Drew Jones, uh, we've talked about it a lot, did not have the first full season of professional baseball that the diamondbacks probably would have liked him to see or would have liked to see from him uh but granted it was a year of injuries for for drew jones yeah. where once he got past one thing it was something else popping up and and keeping him from from getting those regular bats he did finish the year well in his last 10 games or so and by put up good numbers i think i think drew jones has a chance to go from being not on this list Uh, to, you know, even even by the midseason update being very much back on this list, you know, maybe even in the top half. There's still a lot of development to be had there. We've seen some footage of uh, his swing and some of the adjustments he's made over the winter. I think there's some some promising developments there. Uh, But yeah, Drew Jones not on this list. Tommy Troy is probably the other guy that would have been on it. Uh, for the Diamondbacks that I could have seen being on it, uh, he was not on the top 100. But he did make uh, Baseball America's follow-up post, uh, which was 15 players who just missed the top 100 list. Honorable they did, mention. they did. Yeah, he's yeah. essentially, a, <laughs> essentially an honorable mention. He did show up there. And, uh, you know, Tommy Troy just got, uh, what was it, 100, 200 plate appearances or something in pro baseball to finish out the 2023 season. He has a chance this year to kind of solidify himself as a top prospect in this game. So I think this he's another guy where, you know, by the midseason update, I, it wouldn't shock me if Tommy
1: Troy found his way on this list. I know it wouldn't have mattered because we talked about this yesterday. We've talked about this in the past. The Diamondbacks were most likely, whether they were at number one or number two, we're going to take Drew Jones, right? But... Uh, The Orioles... Once again, have the number one overall prospect yes. in baseball uh, in Jackson Holiday, and that will be uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Their three three consecutive. <laughs> th- I don't know how to do numbers. Three consecutive years uh, with them all being uh, having the number one overall prospect, and now I have Bo Brock over here uh, staring at me, making funny <laughs> fun faces. He's peeking around the corner because he loves the this Orioles. gonna hang a banner for. Oh, he's gonna have a banner for having the most top prospects in baseball. <laughs> it's gonna be so exciting. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Obviously, you know the big the big thing here that we are looking for, we're seeking is can Jordan Lawler follow in Corbin Carroll's footsteps in in regards. Now, Corbin Carroll didn't have like he didn't set the world on fire when he was called up, but in his thirty two games, uh, he was pretty damn good. He was right, good. Yeah. and I I feel like there's that's that's kind of a big difference here between Lawler and and Carroll, and once again, Carroll kind of changing our expectations of you know the leap. A young man can make after getting that September late call up and then coming up the next year and having that impact on Major League Baseball. But again, looking at Corbin Carroll's 32 games, he slashed 260 330 with a 500 slugging percentage and 830 OPS uh, four home runs, 14 RBI like he had more production in that short period of time than a, a few players that were on the roster for the entire season. Yeah. So uh, Corbin Carroll, even though it wasn't like immediately talked about, those numbers are still very good. Now next year, uh, and, and, and and Jordan Lawler or uh, Corbin Carroll did not really have the like same level of competition I felt like going into the year that Jordan Lawler has. This is a stacked class for rookies in Major League Baseball, including a lot of international uh, players that have now come over and and do qualify for this being their rookie season
2: yeah I think there's there's a lot of guys who have a chance um and, and I, I think it's hard to pinpoint exactly who would be the favorite for this award at, at this point. I guess Yamamoto is the most obvious answer there he does have um, the
1: best odds uh in Vegas for sure
2: yeah there's some some uh some sort of Vegas odds floating around that we saw they had Yamamoto uh, number one Jung Hu Lee of the Giants number two Noelvi Marte of the Cincinnati Reds three Jackson Churio four Shota Imanaga five P Crow Armstrong six and then Jordan Lawler at number seven. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess Yamamoto has to be viewed as as kind of the favorite at this point. I know some people are a little bit hesitant to give their vote to a player, you know, who has who's pitched internationally for as long as someone like Yamamoto has. Yeah. He's not exactly a rookie in, in the purest sense, but we did see Kodai Senga get a, a decent amount of support this this past year, even though he didn't win the award. Pitchers often don't win the award. I, I think it would. I think it would have to be very clear that Yamamoto was was the front runner, was the the rightful winner, in order sure. for him to actually get it. Sure. But that seems totally possible. I mean, if he comes out and you know throws 180 innings with a with a three ERA or something. Yeah, that that might be that might be good enough to do it. Um a big thing with the rookie of the year award is just playing time. It's yeah. just who's going to actually get the opportunity uh to play, to play enough games in in order to to put together the best case.
1: Right, because half of the guys that are currently ranked as far as odds wise above Jordan Lawler are guaranteed to get playing time, right? Imanaga yeah. is going to play for the Cubs. All those guys, yeah, internationally Yamamoto, came over, yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, you also have Noel V. Marte, who played really well for the Cincinnati Reds last year, 21 years old. Yeah, he was very good. And, you know, Pete Crow Armstrong. There's a lot, like, the Cubs have two guys on this list, right? So it's, like, it's very exciting um, for them, for their future, and to have this kind of young talent uh, as part of their, uh, you know, team. But uh, the, the young guys you know, like, like Lawler, they, they have a lot to prove, you know? And I mean, again, it's going to be about if they can actually get that playing time. That's what I feel like is the case for Jordan Lawler. Yeah. Like we've said in the past, there's a good chance that you don't want Jordan Lawler just playing as a backup. Right. So if that's the case, you'd rather that he was in Reno and not uh, up on the main roster, you know, uh, not getting playing time, not getting at bats. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it really is going to come down to playing time for Lawler, whether he even has a a chance at this. I mean, there's a there's a world in which Lawler has a really good 2024 season, but he still isn't really a rookie of the year contender because he didn't get called up until May or June or something like that. Mm. Uh, So. Yeah, I I think Lawler has a a good chance to make the team if he has a strong spring training. I don't see why he wouldn't make the the Diamondbacks roster. But even then, is is he playing shortstop every day? Is he kind of splitting time with with Geraldo Perdomo? Uh, you, You know, you'd really want him to be like an everyday player in order to to really get in the kind of reps that are needed to, you know, to really win this award. Um, but yeah, he's certainly not the only one in, in a position like that. Pete Carr Armstrong, I think, still has a lot to prove with the Cubs before he would get those opportunities. Uh, Jackson Churio has yet to play in the majors uh, over with the Milwaukee Brewers. Of course, they just... Gave him a massive extension. I, I think he's certainly a contender here as well. Uh, but yeah, there's kind of the the well-established guys, you know, uh, who are just signed internationally, and then there's all there's a, some young guys who are who are not all that well-established at this point. Um, so yeah, Lawler certainly has a chance. If if the Diamondbacks want to put themselves in position to get that draft pick, like they did with Corbin Carroll this past year, they would have to call him up to the majors within about two weeks of opening day. So he'd, he'd either have to make the team straight up yeah. or they'd have to call him up uh, pretty soon. That that would allow him to qualify for the prospect promotion incentive, uh, which would get the Diamondbacks that draft pick. And you'd certainly hate to have Jordan Lawler win the rookie of the year and not not come away with the the very lucrative draft pick that can that can
1: come from that. That's a great point. A draft pick that the Diamondbacks did, in fact, win, thanks to Courtman Carroll. Coming up in next year's draft. So that's exciting. Of course. Well, this year's draft. Or I this know. year's draft. You know what I mean? Next year, this year. <laughs> I mean, the draft's so stupid. It comes in the middle of the season. I hate it. But anyway, we do appreciate you guys being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Drop us a like. We appreciate that. We appreciate Gabby. We appreciate his purple hair. We also appreciate our listeners. So if you're listening on the audio podcasting side, Make sure you're subscribed there as well. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. They definitely help us out quite a bit. Uh, And if you want to help yourself out, one way to do so is by having some more fun with sports on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Uh, Damon, how'd you do on your bets?
3: I didn't do a bet show yesterday. Uh, Well, did
1: you want to brag about the day before while you were at it? Do we want to talk about the fourth (laughs) quarter bet? Before the Suns game,
3: um, yeah. How did that go for you? How did Damien? the money
1: line fourth quarter bet that you bet on the Kings? So I go? bet
3: on Kings money line in the fourth quarter, yeah. and the Suns had their best fourth quarter of the entire season. Yeah.
1: So, so we're gonna guys, we're gonna we're gonna let that ride for it, the rest of the year. I'll right? just
3: say it's completely unsustainable. But if you guys wanna want the Suns to win, my Venmo is at Damon Farrell. That's F A I R A <laughs> L L, and I'll continue to place there fourth quarter money lines
1: on the opposing team. It <laughs> would really be helpful if you just got Damon dog over there Venmo too. You know, I know that's the, not as famous, but. Or I'm, just, I'm the, uh, it was Damon Dog and I changed yeah, it, I think. That's a mistake. That, that's a brand because we are Damon's <laughs> dogs. Bark, bark. Uh, of course, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app yourself and you can get paid uh, simply for making your first bet. All you got to do is sign up and use our code of PHNX. Deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and use that $5 and bet it at a standard odds price. Once you do, you will receive $158 in bonus bets in honor of Super Bowl 58 from our friends. Over at BetMGM, of course, all you got to do once again is sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code of PHNX. As as our guy Eric would say, it's the best letters uh, in in the alphabet, right? Four best letters. The four best letters in the alphabet. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the sportsbook mobile application of at least five dollars. You will receive one hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred and fifty eight dollars instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our baby boy Damon talk about the disclaimer.
3: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text hope ny four six seven three six nine New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-Next-Step-Arizona, one 800 bets iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. one 981 23 puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico.
1: Puerto, Puerto Rico. Oh, that's music it's to my ears. The same, Let's go. No, it's it's better. not the It's same. better is what it is. Who, All right. who taught Damon to talk that fast? I don't think my that's... Gosh. It doesn't sound human. He just doesn't <laughs> sound human. But uh, you should see him do that live. It's impressive. Uh, Desert Financial Credit Union, by the way, has been a staple here in the Valley for more than 84 years. They have been... Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union that got me started on my home ownership journey and they can get you started on yours as well. You can look to Desert Financial for checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. Bank with a credit union that has your financial interest in mind as well as the financial interests of your community. You can open a free checking account online now and get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com 200. Jesse, the LA Clippers are doing a thing, right? They have a new arena. We know that we still don't know what's happening when the Diamondbacks Arena, as far as Chase Field goes. We do know that there's some renovations that are going on. And when it comes to this news coming out of the LA Clippers new arena, I'm kind of excited about a couple of things, right? Uh, they have uh, the rules that they have released for a section of their arena called The Wall. Jesse, The Wall. The Wall is the Intuit's Dome's new section of 51 uninterrupted rows of fans. Holy shit, that's a lot of fans in a row, right? Uh, And the rules for this section are are very strict. Uh, You cannot cheer for the opposing team. You cannot wear the opponent's gear. And tickets can only be resold in the Clippers marketplace. Let's take a look at the hype video for this ridiculous thing that the Clippers are doing. I don't have that yet. I'll oh, you do it have right have now. I'm yet. sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you didn't have it. All right. Well, <laughs> don't uh, apologize. That's w- on me. We'll w- we'll get it to you. But it's uh it's very aggressive. Very aggressive. Jesse likes the promo. He thinks it's very cool. I think they did a pretty good job. I but- just I don't
2: think of the L. A. Clippers as being a team that has like this crazy loyal fan base. True. Uh they've always felt like the the little brother to the to the Lakers in, in my
1: view. Could be a big reason why they're doing this to separate themselves yeah. and not be I in think the it's same a, building. I think it's a great idea.
2: Yeah. I mean whoever thought it was it was, you know, cool for the Clippers to just share a space with the Lakers for You know, however long that's been happening, a very long time, that's that's going to make it really hard for you to really build up your own brand. And uh, it seems like they're they're really doing that with this uh, with this new crazy thing called the wall.
1: Elizabeth in the chat says that sounds like supporters section in soccer. Yes, it very much does sound like that. Um, But let's remind everyone of one thing. Ken Kendrick tried to do this, didn't he? You all remember when Ken Kendrick tried to do it. He tried to make that home plate suite behind home base, uh, home plate uh, there where you can see the people on TV. He tried to make it a thing where if you sat there, you had to wear Diamondbacks gear. And what did you guys do? Oh, he's the villain because he's buying people free clothes and making them wear them. I'm sorry. <laughs> rules are rules. If you're going to sit in that suite, you got to root for the Diamondbacks. And I approve. And it's because of people saying that, that we have the versus dog. Probably. I don't know. We start, we, we, we moved in the other direction instead of telling them they had to root for the team. We started making hot dogs based on their regional tastes. And I I want them to feel comfortable. We overcorrected. We (laughs) overcorrected. I don't want that. I want opposing fans to feel uncomfortable. I don't want them to want to come to our games. I want them to feel like they're outnumbered. I want them to feel like they're unwelcome. And I know I am being a hypocrite right now because i've often said with the diamondbacks fan base and how empty that building is at times we need to welcome anybody that's willing to come in and pay their money for a ticket and spend some money on concessions however i like this idea a lot jesse and i think we're gonna get a wall maybe installed at chase field and we're gonna come up with our own rules for the wall right uh first i still like the idea of the home plate suite being uh, being being also privy to these rules, but we have decided that the actual wall section of Chase Field has to be left field has to be left field.
2: Yeah, that's where Lourdes is, man. That's where Lourdes is enough, you have, enough said, right? You have
1: close access to Alec. <laughs> uh, there's lots of things there. Um, but of course, we established some rules on Twitter. The first being you're never allowed to wear Dodger blue ever. Uh, you must know all of the lyrics to A Millie by Lil Wayne, which Jesse is working on. Um, <laughs> you're also required to dye your hair purple, which we are willing to go we're, – we're, make some – make some, like at least like a little asterisk to that rule. Like if you are willing to wear a purple wig, we won't make yeah, you dye yeah, your it's hair purple. Either,
2: it is either you must dye your hair purple or you must be wearing the purple hair wig. Right. But we and we will, will pre- have we will have the hair wigs available yeah, on site. that's true. That's yeah.
1: true. Yeah, we won't be making you do anything like, like dye your hair because as <laughs> I've told you in the past um, – it almost ruined me. But We will have a few
2: uh, people available on
1: site, though, to dye your hair Yeah, we'll have some I hair dyeing stations. So. Um, and, of course, uh, I know everybody will want my beard teal. That will probably happen. <laughs> but, um, a couple of other uh, new rules. Jesse, I think you had a new rule for, for the wall.
2: Yeah, I, I think that gloves should not be allowed. No gloves um, of Because any kind. if you're sitting in the outfield at a game, like – and that's not the way you do it, right? You got to yeah. catch it. You got to catch it barehanded. If, yeah. a, if a home run ball right. uh, finds 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 your uh, it's way to you or you can be like that one amazing kid in the first row in left field who just snatched a home run ball. Well, it wasn't actually a home run as as things turned out, but who just snatched the ball out of Spencer Steer's hands in really incredible fashion. That was it's, so insane. Looking back on it.
3: It was, it was one of the best. catches it was of the year. He yeah. owned Spencer Steer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Speaking of kids.
2: Jesse,
1: kids only in the front row.
2: Yeah, I, I think I, I think I'd be down for that. Only yeah, kids it, in the front row. Just setting it up so that kids can have you know any any altercations between opposing teams left fielders uh, that happen with fans happen yep. with children uh, because the history there is is quite quite good from the diamondback standpoint. Yep. So I, I just it feels like that's that's the way to go.
1: Fans in this section will pay double for concessions. <laughs> oh, I.
2: Okay. Why?
1: <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about like our fans. I'm saying opposing fans that try to sit in this section. Oh, okay. All right, because okay. we, we 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 just we just made the rule about Dodger blue. But of course, we know other fan bases show up. So if you are a opposing fan, it's fine. You'll pay double.
2: Oh, so you are so you are allowing Dodgers
1: fans to wear Dodger blue. I am not allowing them to wear Dodger blue ever. No, no, you're never okay. allowed. As a matter of fact, no Dodger blue, like I can't emphasize that enough. It's not a Dodger fan thing. No Dodger blue is allowed. You can't be an Arizona Diamondbacks fan and perhaps come with, like, a jacket that's just, like, a sh- you uh, You have a jacket that's close to Dodger blue. That jacket not would not be allowed in stadium. That's I where we're going. I don't on. have a jacket close to Dodger blue. I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty I sure I've, I've seen it. I don't know. Yeah, you're designing
2: on this I honestly hour. kind of wish I did. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's a good color, but...
1: Uh, um, also, we're getting everybody the Taylor Swift wristbands thing so that we can make the crowd area say stuff like, like, oh, like, beat LA, yeah, and screw the go. Dodgers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll also play Taylor Swift music in that section, much to his begrudge. Uh, what I feel, feel like
2: the, the wall concept, I don't know if it works quite as well in a baseball stadium because Chase Field is just huge. And, and, you know, sometimes there are like little factions of fans that will develop. Yep. Uh, but, you know, if you're not immediately around them, you often can't really even hear what they're saying True. or like you can't really tell what's happening. So yep. this idea is better tailored to. A more intimate environment like an, an nba arena but n- nonetheless i guess we just maybe have to make it bigger maybe it's maybe it's everyone in the outfield maybe we include the right field folks as I well mean, yeah like there's uh, got to be something
1: going on there's something about the 51 un- uninterrupted rows of fans too right like that means that that particular section doesn't have like a break for like the like like the yeah. concourse and stuff like yeah. that right it's just straight up so we yeah. just make this extend right up to like Cold beers and cheeseburgers, and just have it.
2: I guess. I yeah. mean, there's, there's not. I don't know how many rows there are there, but I don't think there's not 51. Is not 51 no. rows. Oh, we're gonna no. have to do some construction. It would be in the major construction yeah. in order to, in order to make that happen. But we do have, uh, we have the video now. Uh, we have the, uh, the promo that the, that the Clippers made. This is, um, this is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun idea. Let's, <laughs> Let's check it other. out.
1: And on the enemy side of Intuit Dome lives the beating heart. The wall, A thundering tower of Clipper fandom, 51 rows high, 4,500 seats deep, home to the most energetic fans on the planet who proudly stand, chant, and cheer for the Clips. And where opposing team gear is absolutely not allowed. This is not your typical home court advantage. Clipper Nation. This is our home court advantage. We want the noise, the passion, the love in its loudest forms. Who will be the ones to bring it? Will it be you? Join us in the wall. It's absurd. It's so good. It's It's such a a good idea. It doesn't look like a real thing. It looks like it's from some sort of post-apocalyptic movie. Is what it looks like, right? That's fair. It doesn't look like a real thing. And like, I, I think the the like again, I'm 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 right now in all my ASU stuff. Can we maybe get the curtain of distraction out there? Yeah, there in, you know, go, in left field. I mean, that's, I feel like that's the only thing we can do to combat the wall because that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and yeah, g- Gabe's right. How did they find that many Clippers fans? There's no way that 75. <laughs> they had to create all, them with CGI. That's, that's that's an AI audience. That's definitely an <laughs> AI audience. Oh man! I mean, what are uh, like? Most of them are just Lakers fans that didn't have a game that night, right? Isn't that the way that that works? Are they going to travel to this new arena? Yeah, at least I makes a know.
2: good point. The angle of the seats at the top looks so high up. Yeah. I would be shaky walking down from the top. Yeah, yeah. No. the level of steepness uh, that they're reaching, like near the top of those stands, is a little. Oh. It's a little bit, uh, a little bit uncomfortable. I can't do that. Um, I
1: can't do it at. I can't do it at Chase Field, and it's not
2: nearly as steep. as Yeah, that I looks. mean the upper deck seats at Chase Field are definitely steeper. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, the Diamondbacks would have to do some serious construction in left field in order to get the stands there to look anything like the, with the Clippers. Uh, it's like the stands would have to, they'd have to just go like straight up into the yeah, air, basically. Just imagine uh, that.
1: Imagine like a section that went uninterrupted from the outfield wall all the way up like to, to section to, 305. To the rafters. Yeah, to, the rafters to the rafters up. of the
2: building. That's basically what this would be. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I see the Diamondbacks doing this, but... Uh, hey, it's a fun idea.
1: I will say that the Diamondbacks need to try to figure out ways though to have more of a home field advantage at times. I don't know what that is. I like Gabriel's idea of let's just get the Mexican Banda to play there every game like they do on Hispanic Heritage Nights. That's a incredible idea i mean that is literally an incredible idea like the,
3: the vivasuelas but like it's yeah. just mariachi music the entire Dude, time they're, How they're electric because you
1: know? they'll literally sit in right field in one of the rows and then like in between innings they just pop up and start playing and it's like obviously hispanic heritage days at, at chase field are already just electric and incredible it's it's our culture it's our community right like but i say you know like incorporate that in all the time make that part of our home field advantage you know just Something like that would help to make, you know, this, this field that at times is very empty, feel like there's some sort of advantage. Uh, the the one thing that the Diamondbacks players asked for so many times last year, and they didn't ask for much, was just van support. You know what I mean? Which is, yes. which is a wild thing to have to like almost beg for. But this team made it to the World Series. It shouldn't be hard in 2024 for fans to be a big part of, of some sort of home field advantage at Chase field.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that's something that, that Zach Gallon wrote about in his, in his story over at the player's tribune, right? Was yeah. he's really excited about what it'll look like for the diamondbacks to have the kind of fan support they had in the playoffs, but from the get go. And I, I, you know, I don't know if opening day is going to be quite a world series caliber atmosphere, but it should be a very spirited atmosphere at chase field. Unlike, uh, unlike any opening day that we've seen in recent years, and hopefully for the Diamondbacks and, and their players, it's not just opening day. It You know, it extends uh, beyond that in, you know, throughout these first few months of the season is the Diamondbacks try to prove that they are the team that they showed themselves to be at the
1: end of the year. I want to honestly know what's going to happen if you show up in opposing gear. Is there really yeah. going to be a security guard whose job is to monitor if people are coming in and certain clothes and and to throw them out? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, this this goes back to the Diamondback story that you told earlier. Right. I, I look I look back at, at some of the reporting that was done at the time. It was very amusing. Back in 2013, uh, there was a day where a, a crop of Dodgers fans had the suite behind home plate at, at Chase Field. And of course, it was showing very prominently uh, on the broadcast. I believe uh, Scott Van Slyke. Uh, was, was at the plate at the time. So it gives you an idea of how long ago this, this was, Quite a few. uh, yeah, Scott Van Slyke <laughs> at the plate. There's Dodgers fans behind home plate. And the story goes, the Diamondbacks owner, Ken Kendrick actually went down there himself and was recommending to these people like, Hey, I have other sweet options that you can have. Uh, but you know, I really want this area reserved for Diamondbacks fans. Yeah. Um, or, or at least people wearing Diamondbacks gear, and so I believe they had those people put on Diamondbacks. They, yeah, they didn't uh, want
1: to move, and yeah. Kendrick offered, like, "Hey, can I buy you some, you know, stuff?" Yeah. and they took it him very, up on very it. Very
2: generous offer. Yeah, yeah I
1: mean, it, it, <laughs> it's much nicer than this, right? Like, it's much nicer than you're not allowed if you wear that clothes, right? Like yeah, it sounds like a threat. It, it really does, right? Like, it's a wild thing, and I get it because in today's day and age, especially a team like the Clippers, who are trying to form their own fan base and trying to do their own thing in their own arena. And make it theirs. Like, I get it that you want fan support for your team. It just, again, how practical is this? How logical is this? What's going to happen when people start showing up? And you're like, because this became like kind of a bad, a, a negative hit to his reputation. And to be honest, Ken Kendrick was right and he's right to
2: do this he it's was a bad right to look for the Diamondbacks to have a bunch of Dodgers fans behind home plate right. and, uh, showing up on TV for every single pitch right like that narrative already exists right that Chase Field is is Dodger Stadium East or, or whatever the last thing you need is for that to be you know so evident on TV even if it's only a few Dodgers fans it's it's obviously not the look that that you're going for uh, and then, yeah, a couple years later after that incident in 2013, there was another thing that was similar with with a, someone dressed up wearing wearing Dodgers gear uh, and then they wound up uh, there was an usher that, that was there. They wound up putting on a, a Diamondbacks uniform. Um, and so a lot of people were like, all right, this still exists. The Diamondbacks are still enforcing this. Yeah. Uh, but it, it sounded uh, it sounded like that wasn't actually what it appeared to be. I don't think the Diamondbacks forced him to change. It was like some inter- some fun interaction with a friend who was joking like, hey, put this on or whatever. Um And the Diamondbacks later uh, said that that is basically just encouraged at this point. They encourage fans behind home plate uh, to to change to wear Diamondbacks gear. But I don't think it is enforced as it appeared to be back in back in 2013.
1: It's a wild thing because, again, Kendrick gets a lot of flack. So like anything he does can tend to just be viewed negatively instantly. And I think that sucks because you and I have both talked to. Mr. Kendrick, uh, Ken, Uncle Ken, as I like to call him. And he is a delightful individual. <laughs> I love Ken Kendrick. And I think that uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, really, as much as people don't believe it, uh, fully has this team's best interest in mind and is trying to do everything he can to make this team a success. And when it comes to that, I, I think defending you know your ballpark that does get accused of having a ton of opposing fans in it all the time, isn't the worst thing in the world. It's just interesting how it was viewed then and how it's viewed now. A lot of people like this thing that the Clippers are doing and are kind of behind it. Like they're like, yeah, I'd, if that was my home stadium, I'd want the same thing. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe Kendrick was too nice about it.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform
1: Maybe him offering to yeah. buy clothes. Maybe what he needed to do is just we needed to see him on TV, just tossing their asses out of there, right? <laughs> if we saw Kendrick just laying into some Dodgers fans, like you couldn't hear him because there wasn't a mic there, but you could see him like, rawr, 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 rawr. and then the Dodgers fan leaves, and then Kendrick just alpha's the section and he just sits there by himself. Ken Kendrick yeah. would have become
2: it was, like a cult hero yeah. among among Dodgers He'd be legend. Yeah, exactly. So uh, he was too
1: nice. He was too nice. Is what the thing was, but
2: it would be realistically it'd be hard for the diamondbacks ever to enforce a scenario in which people are not allowed to wear opposing fans gear right that's just the what reality do
1: you do there do you yeah. literally kick them out like the third fourth time you kick someone out because they're wearing an opposing team's thing it's gonna become a big deal and people yeah. are gonna like go from joking about this hype video and that they would want it to being like wow the clippers are kind of jerks like you can't really do yeah. that to people that I mean, pay their money and, for a and,
2: Again, just like the real the, the practical part of things is that the Diamondbacks, there's there's a lot of these people. There's a lot of people who are coming to Diamondbacks games wearing opposing teams gear. If you were to, you know, not allow those people into the building, that would be an issue. But yes, if, it, if it's, you know, one section in the stadium or whatever, there's enough sections at Chase Field where where you could do that reasonably. And uh, I guess it wouldn't be too big of an issue, but it seems kind of impossible
1: to enforce uh, to me if, if they were to actually try to do that. Gabriel has the best idea. He said, get Baxter to personally escort them out. Look, if you've ever stared into Baxter's eyes, you know, it can be unsettling, right? So (laughs) all I'm saying is Baxter doesn't have to necessarily like strong arm them out. But if he came over very seriously, not in a joking mood, not like, hey, you want to take pictures with me, but just stood there and just stared down some Dodgers fans in that section. You know, they're going to get uncomfortable and leave eventually. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, why is this Bobcat still here? And why is his eyes so human-like, right? It's going to be a weird thing. I think that Bobcat has been trying to
2: scare away Dodgers fans pretty (laughs) unsuccessfully for a very long time.
1: He's too nice about it. He (laughs) needs to do like a Five Nights at Freddy's thing where he's just (laughs) creepy as hell and you just think he's going to murder you. But anyway, uh, we do appreciate you guys, of course, being here. Uh, You can make sure uh, to get more nonsense like this from us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. The People's producer is Damon. Again, still mad that he won't invite me on the boys' trips, but that doesn't change the fact that I am still one of Damon's dogs. Park, bark! You can get him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G on Twitter. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore d but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again so much for stopping by. Uh, we wouldn't kick any of you guys out, even if you wore opposing gear. Uh, well, I don't know. That's that's not true. You <laughs> show up in opposing gear. Jesse's gonna
3: very much kick you. We out. We wouldn't kick Maria G out, but we Maria mean, G's our favorite. But we might kick first. Mo out. Yeah, Mo's, Mo's gone. Mo's eighty six
1: <laughs> from this chat. That's yeah. for sure, for sure. But uh, again, we do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We'll see you back here tomorrow at one p.m. Oh, fun thing! We're gonna have our buddy Eric Kratz from foul territory joining us tomorrow so make sure to not miss that and again i'll be at one o'clock long time long time catcher eric kratz catcher uh fantastic analyst over there at foul territory fun guy so
2: catchers just know everything man they really do don't they you can yeah i mean like i I think people like eric kratz probably get overlooked because you know you look at they're hitting stats or whatever from yeah. their 10 year career. And you're like, eh, this guy wasn't so great <laughs> offensively. Uh, but I mean, no one, no one really knows more about the game of baseball oftentimes than, than catchers have been around for a while. So uh, yeah, be sure
1: to be sure to join Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Excited for that. Uh, in the meantime, we thank you again. We appreciate you stopping by and remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you treat opposing fans like they don't belong there. <sighs> mm.